0: Class, tension. Come on, tuck the arms into the side. Tuck those arms into the side now. Right into the side. Come on, stand up straight. Surely we know how to stand up straight at this stage now. Tuck, stomach in, chest up. Now again, starting off in quick time. Remember the left foot. Moving off with the left foot first. Class, quick arch. Left, eye, right, left, eye, right, left, eye, right, left, left. I left uh, Class, Hold One, two.
1: Early morning on the barrack square at Temple Moor in County Tipperary. For more than a century, Temple Moor was a British army barracks. During the First World War, the authorities held German military prisoners there. It was, they reckoned, far too remote a place from which to try to escape. Today, those who march on the barrack square are volunteers, for Temple is the training centre for the garda And the young men and women we met have come there in the hope of graduating as members of the force.
2: Superintendent Tom Murphy is second in command at the centre. We teach them the basics in drill and how to stand up properly, how to hold themselves properly. And uh, it is a difficult problem, as you could see yourself. Now, if you come back to us in in six or more weeks' time, you won't recognise those people
1: but it takes that long for them to adjust, does it?
2: Well, for some of them, yes, but we also get people who... Uh, some of our members have been in the Army before joining us, so they were possibly in the FCA. and we have, as you can appreciate, we haven't any problem with those. But with anybody who never did any drill before, uh, it is not too easy to, to get them to adjust to swinging the right arm with the left foot and keeping time.
1: But how does one become a guard these days, and how rigorous is the assessment of potential recruits? Chief Superintendent John Galvin is the officer in charge at Temple Moor.
0: Well, in the first place, when a person makes application at their local guard station, um, uh, inquiries are made as to their uh, previous history and also indeed to the family history, and uh, that is by the local guards, the sergeant in particular, and the sergeant interviews each applicant and also the local superintendent will interview each applicant and uh, a report is forwarded to our own headquarters on each applicant uh, and also his antecedents do you feel perhaps
1: that as uh, has the point been made recently that the the
0: test the aptitude test perhaps should be a little bit more stringent well that indeed there should be psychological assessment of recruits Yes, I certainly would favour psychological tests or aptitude tests uh, before they become members of the garden. I think in, if we did have those tests, it would possibly eliminate maybe, maybe some of the problems that uh, occasionally arise. Now, when they arrive here in Temple Moor, what's the first thing that happens? Well, before they arrive, they are medically examined by our own surgeon. And that is a, a very strict uh, medical examination, of course. And uh, those who pass that examination are then called for training. So they come here to Templemore. What happens then? Yeah, they come to Templemore, and uh, on the day they arrive, they are attested to the force. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome to the Guard Training Centre. You are not yet members of the Guard Shikona, but you will be within the next few minutes before you become a member of the Garda you must make a declaration you have a form before you and you will see on it a form of declaration that is a solemn declaration that you must complete before me now to complete that declaration I will read it for you and when I say I it commences with I you then state your name I, Brian, Anthony, Duffy or whatever the case might be and um, you continue to repeat after me until we have it uh, finished. So we'll start off now. I, I do, solemnly do solemnly and sincerely before God declare and affirm. Do solemnly and sincerely before God declare and affirm. And my word and honour pledge, and word and honour pledge. that I will be faithful to the utmost of my ability. That I will be faithful to the of, my in, my by the of in my employment by the Government of Ireland, in the Office of Garda, and the in the Garda of Garda, and, the and, that, I will good and, true and that I will render good and true service and obedience, to Ireland and its Constitution and Government, to Ireland and its Constitution and Government, as by law established. As law Without favour or, or affection, fear, malice, or ill will. For
1: these new recruits who have arrived at Templemore, how strict will they find the regime?
0: It is strict. There is a, a code of conduct that they must adhere to, but um, uh, that is explained to them on the very first day that they arrive, and indeed we find no great problems. Um, with the people who who come to us. Occasionally we do find one or two who may be unhappy here, possibly the the job doesn't suit them, the training doesn't suit them, or maybe the location doesn't suit them.
1: But do they find the regime difficult? Because obviously it's going to be very different from what they've experienced at home or wherever they've lived.
0: They certainly do find it difficult because it is a very intensive course of training.
1: When we went to Temple more recently, on a first visit, there were 170 recruits undergoing training in several different classes. They'd come from city and town and country from all over Ireland. So what is the average day for such a trainee?
0: A trainee, he, he, he rises at 7.30am, he has his breakfast at 8, he attends a parade at 9, and uh, then the day's instruction begins. And what time does the day end? The day ends a uh, formal instruction ends at five PM and uh, he then has his tea. Um there is a supervised study then each evening between eight PM and nine thirty PM. That is Monday to Friday inclusive of uh, supervised study. On Saturday we have a half day, that is from nine AM to one PM we have training. And uh, then the, they have uh, they have a free time. Usually we require them to play. Games again organized games are to take part in 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 some game or other pastime.
3: May I see your um, driving
2: license and insurance please? I haven't
3: got it with me,
2: it. Uh, may I have your name and address please?
3: John Smith. The address?
2: Come to me.
4: Will you produce them at a guard station of your choice within ten days, please? Yeah, really. What station I would you think produce that's
2: that's
0: at? Thanks very much indeed now. Safe driving to you.
1: Not a real incident of a guard stopping a motorist. This is a simulated checkpoint at Temple to help guard the recruits learn how to handle the real thing when they finally take to the beat.
0: At the training centre, other incidents are also simulated. Yeah, the most important is is law and police procedure. Uh, that is uh, training them to deal with the problems that arise on the street. Now we have, as you know, we have many Acts of Parliament to deal with. Uh, we have, we deal here with about more than 60 Acts of Parliament that are dealt with. The, the more important ones are the Road Traffic Acts, the Liquor Licensing Laws, the Larceny Act, Offences Against the Person Act, the Firearms Act, Dangerous Drugs Act, and then we have uh, legislation which is peculiar to the Dublin metropolitan area.
1: And this uh, law training is carried out not only in the English language but also through the Irish language?
0: Yeah, that is true. We have to do a certain amount of training through the medium of Irish we have something like in for the, the the law and police procedure. We have something up to 400 sessions, and for the 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 dealing with law and police procedure through the Irish language, we have something like 90 sessions. The reason for this, of course, is that um, every citizen is, citizen is entitled, if he gives his name and address or name even through the medium of Irish. Um, his constitutional right to do that, and if that is so, then proceedings must be taken uh, through the medium of Irish. Therefore, the Guard has to have a a reasonably good knowledge of the Irish language, and, of course, what we do here is we emphasise the training through Irish so that he has a good knowledge of the technical terms that he is likely to come across, and also so that he will be able to present Uh, his case through the medium of Irish in the court
5: on the 10th of the eighth 84 I was on duty at Main Street Newbridge I received a call um, to go to Max and Spencer's uh, where a case of shoplifting had occurred I arrived at the store and I went to the office which was set aside there I met um, Martina McCulloch who was the store detective and she introduced me to Anthony Doherty Um, also present was Mr Pat Copley the manager
0: She made a complaint that the defendant, Mr Doherty, had stolen a bottle of champagne, which I have here in court, um, and left the store without
5: paying for sale. I cautioned Mr Doherty that he was not obliged
1: to say... In these court scenes, recruits at Templemore play the parts of defendant or witness or prosecutor, and in the role of the district justice is Inspector James O'Dwyer.
6: Well, I can take it by the looks of things that you're not fighting a very hard battle for this man. Are you just uh, accepting that I'm going to find him guilty? Do you want to make any case for him? Uh, Either you do or you don't.
1: Inspector O'Dwyer, who takes part in these mock courtroom scenes, is the training inspector at the Garda Centre at Temple Moor.
6: Yes, we have people who are shy, naturally shy, but we get them out of that. The important is to train them and get them speaking out, as they'll have to do it to the justice, with emphasis on, on being straight, decent, and honest. Pr- uh, honesty above everything else, as far as court is concerned, because a justice will watch for that. And if a man is obviously honest, it's a great help for the, the the force as a whole, himself, and for the force as a whole to show that there's strict honesty and impartiality. They're also told never under any circumstances to try and do a person. This is emphasising in a big way, that they're just there to present the evidence. Whether the, uh, the defendant, culprit if you like, gets offered that case or not, matters nothing to the guard. At least it shouldn't, and we emphasise that angle.
1: During their training period, the recruits will go through as many as 15 of these practice court sessions. But as Superintendent Tom Murphy points out, this experience is still a long way from the reality.
2: It's not close to the real thing it's not even close to the real thing and uh, that is one of the things they tell us when they come back that uh, it's much different out in the real court but of course when they go out there they have the district justice sitting there they have solicitors possibly counsel. there are a lot of civilians you have different kinds of cases being heard all the different cases in addition you have civil cases and they have to sit down and wait their turn to be called so that uh, we do the best we can with it if we can teach them how they should give their evidence uh, that they have to speak out good and loud so that everybody in the courthouse can hear them that is the people who should hear them the district justice, the defendant very important that the defendant hears what's going on so uh, if we can get all of that across to them we hope that in their early days outside by going into the courthouse even though they haven't a case to be heard that they can see and appreciate the real thing At
1: Templemore, you'll find instructors in all forms of police procedure, in communications, in driving, in firearms and in sport. But who are the men who head this centre? It's the question we put to Superintendent Tom Murphy.
2: Our present training officer, he's only back here just over a year now. And prior to that, he had been superintendent in Wexford for quite a number of years. Before that, he had been... uh, Inside here, as assistant training officer, and just before that, he was staff officer inside here. And prior to his promotion or coming in here as staff officer, he had been inspector in Cork for years. Now, uh, as a sergeant, he had spent quite a number of years attached to training, both in the depot in Dublin and headquarters. And uh, he came down here to Templemore when this place opened in 1964.
1: What about I your own experience?
2: Well, I was a, a sergeant down in Leitrim prior to joining the training staff for a short period in 1963 in Dublin. And I also came down here in 1964 as a sergeant. I taught law, police duties as we refer to them here, uh, two recruits here for nine and a half years. I then was promoted to the rank of inspector in 1973. I was here for roughly six months as chief instructor. And I went out then to the operational field as inspector to Nina in Tipperary. I was in the operational field for eight and a half years before I was promoted to my present rank.
1: So and those, those, in other words, who are in charge have, they have good experience. They
2: have good experience in the operational field.
5: Channel One, if we have a look at the, <coughs> the very front there, national emergency would be fitted to all mobiles, all mobiles. So in other words, every mobile in the country will have a national emergency channel on it. The reason for that being because when you, when you take mobiles from different districts, they all have different channels. So you want one particular channel so that one particular channel is common to everybody. So for example, if a mobile comes out from another division and moves into one other division, he can, he can change to his national emergency channel and he can transmit on that. Okay? Channel 2, straightforward, divisional link to district,
2: or district to district. We keep up with all the changes in technology and what have you outside, and we get the people who are engaged in these fields to come down here and to lecture to the staff and to the recruits. As a matter of fact, last week we had people from our radio section in Dublin come in here and we're here for two days teaching our instructors all about uh, our new radio system and our new equipment outside. They will pass that on to the recruits.
1: It's not all technology. There's a strong emphasis on physical fitness, on gymnastics, swimming, every guard must qualify as a lifesaver and 15 mile endurance walks led by Sergeant Reggie Barrett. We left at 9am we
5: had a 15-minute break on Corabristi, We had a 20-minute break on the Devil's Bit. We did map reading at
3: Kildough at Corabristy where we where we before we went off the road up the mountain. And we did, did map reading at and Kildorf and Gilding's Cross. And, and each Gilding's of those Pass.
5: sessions would have taken 15 minutes.
2: Are any longer. hear first there? Uh,
5: we hadn't. Um, it was too wet and windy. It was all map reading. Fifteen minutes, I would estimate. Jim, maybe yeah. one of the sessions was a little longer. I say we were a longer there. I killed off. I killed off. Killed could off. have been 20, 25 minutes, maybe. Could have been, yeah. Um, we were back in here. We're in since. Uh, we're
3: well, in half past. Half past
5: three. it's a
3: quarter past. It a quarter past three, and we come coming, coming down in at Donny Clark's there. Yeah. Or just before we come to Donny Clark's. Or
0: where
5: did you have the lunch? Uh, we had the lunch now. The first bit of a meal we had was just at the entry to Corrigriste Mountain at the forest there. We didn't stay long because we we're very warm and you chill very easily. So we spent about 15 minutes. The next lunch was at the base of the Devil's Bit just before we climbed snack. a snack for 15 minutes. So, say, a half an hour to 35 minutes is all I spent on meals. You couldn't with the conditions up there today.
1: Mind you, after that fifteen mile ordnance test in cold, rainy, windy weather, Sergeant Barrett and his recruits seemed in pretty good shape. I don't feel too
5: bad, no mind you. I am quite used to it.
3: Yeah. First I, have a, I have a pair of boots that I haven't worn for about <laughs> since I was in the motorbike in Alifermut and that's what that's two, that's four or five years ago. And I got them down last night. They were a little bit hard, and it, I had to put them in his wash. into a was, stream for a few minutes, trying to try soften them up at once. They're only for that it would be that worse.
2: You go again, Jim?
3: I go again. I think I get. A, if I had a pair of runners now, I'd be a lot feel a lot better. I think <laughs> it would feel like slippers on me at the moment, or anything. My feet would
1: feel like slippers. After these fitness tests and some of those taking part were on a refresher course at Templemore, it's back to the classroom and an introduction to the criminal underworld with what are informally described as mugshots. This fellow has uh, a history of making false allegations against members of the Garda. And uh, I always, in this sort of... uh, exercise, I highlight these dangers, so bear it in mind if you come in contact with them. When dealing with these elements in society, a guard is nonetheless bound by the rules. Seldom has there been a time in the history of the Garda Shiochana when the question of the use of force has been under greater scrutiny. This is a subject discussed by the head of the training centre at Temple Moor, Chief Superintendent John Galvin.
0: The use of force is a subject which is carefully considered in training and, and indeed quite explicit guidelines are re- laid down in our own regulations as to the manner of its application. Now in all matters requiring police intervention there are two things to be considered and those are, number one, the rights of the citizen and number two, two the duties and powers of the guardie. Each act... Uh, lays down its own regulations as to how, for instance, the Road Traffic Act or any other Act, as to how the Act is to be enforced. And it gives certain powers to the Guards. The Guards um, uh, must abide by the powers that are given in the Act and they cannot exceed them uh, under any circumstances. They're not entitled to exceed them. in Hall, one, two... Company, turn the, right. Right, turn. Company, slow
1: the weeks have passed and drilling on the barracks square has become more precise. One batch of recruits at Templemore is ready to graduate from the training school. Others have recently arrived. So who are these young men and women who are training to become guards?
4: I was working on Board Forge for five years and at CIE for one year. So uh, I just felt that I'd like to join the guards. I'd like a more challenging job job than what I had.
1: A very different sort of job from board fortune.
4: Completely different. Much, much different.
3: But so far, so good. I think I'm adjusting to the change all right.
1: Noreen Kyo, she comes from Crumlin in Dublin. She was working indoors for six years and decided on a change. Jim Daly from Cross Molina in County Mayo had been designing and selling business signs. He's married with one child.
4: Well, a lot of my friends have... Or R. and uh, it was a very secure job it seemed to get on quite well and enjoy the work it was basically much the same in certain aspects of sales, you were meeting the public all the time I kind of used those experiences and hope to
1: So far, what's, what's been your experience here?
4: Um, well, uh, the toughest thing I think is getting up so early in the morning was, uh, How early? What, what time do you get up at? Well, you're out of bed at half seven you're in bed at eleven o'clock that type of thing you, know. you get used to eventually I suppose you will get used to the strict hours. Your freedom is a little limited, but not as limited as I expected.
1: Marie McKenna comes from Emmy Vale in County Monaghan. She wanted to become a band
3: I have nobody in my family that was a guard, but I know an awful lot of people from around home who went to the guards. There is a station in Emmy Vale, and had a lot of contact with them, and their job appealed to me, and that's why I'm here.
1: What were you doing before you came into the Guards?
3: Um, I was a student in St. Catharines. I was in Sion Hill. I was doing home economics. And I gave that up to come here. I was had only one year done.
1: Ronan Joyce comes from Port Marnock in County Dublin. He was a civil servant and for two years he worked at the Department of Labour. He found that life was very different when he joined the Guards.
3: It's a totally different way of life now, really. Um, I My father's already in the Guards, so I have some idea before I joined as to what was in store for me. So, um basically it's the discipline that is, you know, somewhat different from the civil service and that you will have to call people sir rather than be on first name terms as I was in my previous employment. But um I kinda like it here now. I think the first impression you get now, you know, so you say, Oh there's a lot of discipline but, you know, it's very nice all the same though.
1: Terry Liggett from Ballin-Hassig in County Cork spent one year at University College Cork before joining the Guards. How does Templemore compare to her former student life?
3: In college, college, you could do what you wanted when you wanted, really. I mean, you didn't have to study or anything. This will be extremely different, all right? Um, there's more discipline, definitely, but I think uh, that's better, really.
1: Do you find the lack of privacy a bit difficult?
3: Um, no, not really. We, uh, in the dormitories there are three of us to a room and I think that's, that's a nice number really. And uh, everybody's very nice. All the girls you know, that are in, are in our dormitory are very nice really.
1: There has been adverse comment on the length of training for the guards. Is 22 weeks at the training centre really sufficient for the job they have to do and for the problems that lie ahead for them? It's a question we put to the training chief at Templemore, Chief Superintendent John Galvin.
0: Yes, we have that criticism made from time to time indeed. And uh, I would like to see a longer period of training, of course, but possibly what is not often taken into consideration by the people who are critical is that a guard does much more than a 22-weeks training program. That 22 weeks is an initial training program. After he leaves the training center, he is assigned to a station where he does four weeks on the job training that is under the the control of a more senior member who knows the problems in that particular area and who will be able to direct him to deal with the problems arising there um, he spends about a year or a little more in that station where he gets uh, individual tuition from the more senior members there and uh, after that he comes back to the training centre for a further period of training uh, that period lasts for four weeks intensive training again uh, and be extended to six weeks in certain cases would this be specialised training? it would be specialised in that at this stage he, uh, when he was here on his initial training it was more more um, Theoretical than practical. But now he has he has had an opportunity of putting his theoretical training into practice. He has a better understanding of the law.
1: So the training continues at Temple Moor. A group of recruits under the supervision of Inspector James O'Dwyer is searching the undergrowth in an area of land near the training centre.
4: This
6: is a search for arms, firearms and ammunition. There has been a bank raid up there. I told him where it happened. And the culprits, in flying from the scene, came in here. This is the backyard of a house. That's the house. This is the backyard of a house, and they hid their weapons and ammunition. Now, it is a superficial hiding because they hadn't time. They continued their journey. We got information that the weapons and ammunition are here, and we're now searching for them.
1: The line of trainees was spread across the area, and it wasn't long before a find was made.
6: Now, hold it there now. Yes, and we did just what we shouldn't do. We all gathered around to see. What did we find? Yippee! We found a gun. And all the tracks and marks are gone. Yes. I warned you, gentlemen. Get spread out the man who found that gun. Take a note. Point it out to the sergeant in charge. And carry on your searches if nothing happened. Another find. Good. Tell us what it is. Live ammunition. On top of the wall... Now, just as a matter of interest, the man who found that little gun, just pick it up and show it to us, please. About taking away. Yes, Sergeant Fitzgerald, show us that little gun. And you, to be very thorough, you could have walked over that easily. Message received, lads. Every inch, okay.
2: Well, you saw a search of open ground, and uh, we deliberately hid things out there, and they did not know exactly what items were hidden there. They knew that they were told they were looking for certain things and that they had to search open ground, and how careful they have to be. Of course, they're very anxious that they wouldn't overlook anything that is hidden there. And we let a class out, and we uh, put them searching. We show them how they should do it. They're given the theory inside and told how it should be done. Then we let them out and see, can they put that theory into practice? And uh, you saw uh, there was one class out there searching this open ground from two to three today. Now, the other half of that class went out from three to four, and one half likes to uh, have one up on the other half, so that if they find everything that's hidden out there, hip-hip, that's one up for them. If the other crowd missed one, two or three, well, they have won the day. Superintendent
1: Tom Murphy. At Templemore, there's also specialised training. For instance, established Gardaí are taught how to ride a motorbike, that's a four-week course. But surely among the recruits there must be some who don't match up to the demands made on them. Are there dropouts, and if so, how many? Chief Superintendent Galvin.
0: Something between 2 and 3%. Some leave of their own free will, and others are found not suitable, and um, they are discharged. And at what point would you begin to weed them out? From the day they come in, right through the course. And they are they are on probation, of course, for a period of two years. And uh, if they are not coming up to the mark in that two years, well, um, a decision has to be made as to whether they will become competent members of the Garda. What would be, say, the
1: inadequacies that you might find that would, say, suggest to you that they shouldn't be members of
0: the force? Well, aggressiveness is one thing that comes to mind. And um, also, if they fail examinations, we have three examinations during their initial period of training. And if we find that they're not coming up to the required uh, standard, well, we'll have to make a decision as to whether they should be kept in the service.
1: Some of those we met at Templemore were nearing the end of their initial training, and they were willing to tell us about their experiences.
2: I found the course very good. I think any, I'd recommend anyone to, to join the job. Uh, the variety in here is very good. You do physical training. And uh, apart from the criminal law you learn, you, uh, your variety of topics which you cover is very good. Everything from first aid upwards, you know.
5: Did you find difficulties in any area? Well, I. it's nearly three or four years ago since I was at school. And I found it a bit hard to adjust the study again. But it comes to you after a while again, you know.
1: That was Michael Coppinger. He comes from Rye in County Galway. Mary Vaughan is from Dublin. She's married. In fact, she'd been married for three years before she joined the Guards.
4: I've been eight years away from study as such, and getting back into the rhythm of studying was uh, slightly difficult. Other than that,
3: um, the situation down here is everybody helps everybody else through. And there's always someone to have a chat with and have a break with and uh, study with. And all in all, the atmosphere down here is just like um, a family again. So you, so it's you, a home from home.
1: And you have no regrets about... Not in the slightest.
3: Not in the slightest.
4: I had heard a lot of stories from friends of mine that had joined about what it was like over here. And then you always have to come in and find out for yourself what it was like. I found it okay. A bit tough? I wouldn't say so, no. Um... I was used to a certain amount of discipline, maybe not uh, regular meals. I wasn't really using regular meals at home because I was coming and going so often. But, uh, and to study then, I and found it hard to get back to study because I was left school for four or five years. And that was about the only thing.
1: That was Sean O'Brien. He comes from Nina in County Tipperary. And that's just 20 miles up the road from Temple Moor. Sean worked as a building contractor with his father and also in milling. Before going into the Guards, Anna Lee from Kilkenny was a civil servant. But she says the job she really wanted was in the Guards. But had she found any difficulties?
4: I think at first, maybe the first week or two, I think is the hardest you'll ever have to spend um, during the whole 22 weeks of training because you're trying to adjust to a completely different atmosphere and new people around you. Um, but everybody's very helpful here. There's, the instructors and everything are fantastic. Um, the girls and... Fellas in the class are very closely knit. It's a very small community and everybody's very um, helpful. Everybody helps everybody else along.
1: But what about the inevitable lack of privacy, especially for women recruits?
3: Well, that's one thing that is main here. Like, you're confined to your room and there's three in a room. You don't have your own privacy at all. But again, you get used to that. And it's only for 22 weeks. But everything else, like, everybody here is fabulous, absolutely. You know, boys and girls along they're all, they're all really good.
1: So you're happy now you've done the course? you I am, no yes. Regrets.
3: Delighted, yeah. I love it.
1: Geraldine Higgins, she comes from Newbridge in County Kildare. Stephen Daly is from Darndale in Dublin. He had a number of jobs, including working in a city bar, before joining the force.
4: I was lucky in a way because when I left school, I uh, I had intended on coming in the Guards and I had applied, but I always wanted to have experience had another job before I came in, so that would really make up my mind for me. And I had a various number number of jobs, uh, and uh, that sort of made up my mind because I tasted what it was like in the outside, and I knew I wasn't just rushing into into anything.
1: And why had you been thinking of the guards? What had attracted you?
4: That's a it's a it's a long story. The the actual job appealed to me. Uh, I'd I'd been in the the FCA, the military police, in the FCA, and. That sort of that sort of line of work did appeal to me. It, it has excitement. It has everything that I that I want. The guards itself it, it offers it offers so much. I mean, regardless, uh, when you take into consideration even the the obvious factors like it's it's a very well paid job. It's a permanent job. It's secure. And there's so many different fields you can enter into, drugs, etc. Uh, there's great comradeship especially that I've found since I've been down here with all the the classmates. You get really build up good, close friendships. Uh, it's, it's a social job in a way that you're out with the people. You're in contact with the people. I, I really enjoy it. I'm and, glad.
1: And those recruits, we should say, were chosen at random by us at Temple Moor. What goes on at the training centre is not meant to be hidden from the general public. Chief Superintendent Galvin says he encourages visitors to come to the training centre.
0: We do indeed, during the summer period in particular, we have hundreds of, of visitors calling here. Um, we encourage uh, school children to call and school groups to call and we show them around and we, we, we show them what the guards are doing and how the guards are trained. I, I could say we passed something like 2,000 people visiting us here uh, last summer. These people are usually very, very impressed by our training methods and indeed. The, their teachers are also very impressed.
1: In addition to those undergoing their probationary training, there's also a good deal of specialist training.
0: Yes, we have, we have specialised training in um, motor driving, motor cycling and then we have courses, promotion courses for um, sergeants, sergeants' promotion courses. Uh, um, as well as, as that, there are a number of in-service training schools throughout the country where people who have more than two-year service um, do extra training. That is in Fitzgibbon Street in Dublin, in Kilkenny, Cork and Sligo, That there are in-service training schools for, for training the, the um, personnel who are operational in those areas. And do these come under the wing of Temple Moor or are they autonomous? They, they don't co- really come under, under the wing of Temple Moor, but we have um, we have a training branch in Dublin uh, and um, they come under the, their, the responsibility of the training section in Dublin.
1: If you visit Temple Moor, you'll probably see a stream of motorcyclists busy circling the barrack square.
2: They're established, Gardaí. They have been out in the operational field for a number of years. Uh, they have been sent in here, and we teach them how to ride the motorbike. Uh, some of them may have a motorbike, have had a motorbike of their own at some stage or other. More of them have never been on a bicycle before, and uh, we take them easy, and we teach them inside here. We get them going around clockwise first, and then anti-clockwise and when we get them used to that and swaying with the bicycle when they're taking the turns after a while then before the week is out we put up little bollards on the square for them and get them to weave in and out amongst them now we give them quite a bit of tuition on the square before we let them out on the public road now the motorcycle course is uh, over a four-week period they come in and they spend four weeks with us uh They don't all succeed. We have a a drop-out rate, not very high, fortunately. Uh, The present course that's in, we take in nine at a time. Uh, The courses start early in the year, roughly early May to mid or late November. And they run right through the summer. We have nine in each course. Our present course is down to six.
1: Superintendent Tom Murphy, within the complex of Temple Moor, there is also a Garda
0: training college. There is... um a chief superintendent in charge there. He has, uh, as an assistant uh, superintendent, an inspector and a sergeant, and uh, they run courses for um, for the higher ranks, inspectors' promotion courses, courses for superintendents, and um, seminars for chief superintendents, and um, there are also um, diploma courses for. Uh, different personnel from sergeant to to chief superintendent
1: And how many will be taking part at any one time in these courses?
0: Uh, and, uh, generally uh, inspectors there would be about 15 inspectors on a course those are lengthy courses uh, taken over a period of a year in uh, modules of one month at a time and um, the uh, superintendent's courses would be for five days at a time and um, the seminars would be for um, a shorter periods, two to three days.
1: The recruits at the training centre are now nearing their passing out ceremonies, so what final words of advice will Superintendent Tom Murphy give them before they leave Temple Moor?
2: One of the talks I give to them uh, later on, shortly before they go out, is a talk on the constitution and I uh, have them for uh, up to an hour and we talk about article 40 of the constitution two sub-articles in particular and they relate to uh, the entering of person's premises one of them and the most important of all which is of course the depriving of a a person's liberty taking away any person's liberty and we talk for an hour around and about that subject and um, how important it is that we only act within the law and that after all they are citizens as well and that the state We'll uphold their rights, so why should we interfere with somebody else's rights except within the law? A very important subject. Now, I also talk to them at various times throughout their 22-week period here, and I try to visit their classes as often as I can. At the present time, with all the courses we have in here, at the moment, it's not easy to get around to them all. But, uh, yes, I do have quite an input with our trainees here.
1: The big day has finally arrived. The Garda band is playing, families and friends are there and the commissioner presides at the passing out ceremonies. The prizes are awarded and Mary Doob from Ballymoiler in County Carlow gets the Gary Shields Award for the best all-round student. And the best academic student is Yvonne London from Kinseelen in Clonmel, County Tipperary. And Yvonne's family are at the ceremonies
0: marvellous her, her, her grandfather was a guard in Passage her uncle is a sergeant her brother's a guard that's in true. Store Street and she's the fourth the cousin.
3: and oh, we've got lots of cousins on that but uh, the direct family the only thing is that her grandfather
0: isn't here today to see her that's the only thing that's a heartbreak but well, we're very proud of her
6: what does dad say?
0: Dad. Oh, I'm very proud of her and uh,
5: she's the second member of the family now in the force my father oh, wow. was in it for 40 years before
6: I'm very proud of him. What made you join? Um,
5: I don't know. Maybe it was something hereditary. I don't know. I just always wanted to be a Vanguard. Took my time bank, thinking about it. I worked in a bank for three and a half years first and I knew definitely wasn't for me that I had to join. So here I am now, <laughs> getting ready to go out, <laughs> hopefully.
1: But when all is said and done, what goes to make a good guard? More than those first 22 weeks of training, Chief Superintendent Galvin...
0: I would expect that at the end of the of the probationary period, that is at the end of the, the two years um, probationary period, taking in the initial training, four weeks on the job training, what training he has got in the operational field, and his part two training before he has completed his two-year service. At the end of that time, the Guard should have a thorough knowledge of police procedures and... Uh, as much of the law as is required for the efficient performance of his duties. He should be able to to use the correct procedures in any given situation. He should be able to communicate easily and confidently with all classes. He should be well able to express himself both orally and in writing and um, have a sound appreciation of human uh, problems.